Hello everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast, your home for tips, insight and discussion on England's top four leagues. I'm your host Tom Pipkin, I'm joined by my co-host Tom Walker. Welcome to the show guys, thanks for taking the time to tune in. And as ever, we are sponsored today by our partners at SpreadX, the UK's home for uh, football spread betting. Let's start off with the trebles from last weekend, always a good place to start. Mixed bag for me, for you, your treble was very close. We'd won two trebles uh, the previous week, obviously the 19 to 1 coming in the show before last. Unfortunately, there wasn't to be a repeat of that, but we did come close. And I think uh, I think some people across Twitter and social media got in touch with a few winners. Yeah, there were a few flying about. Uh, yeah, we'd been on a really good run and we're going to review the trebles in more detail later on in the show. But yeah. Uh, just one result let me down for a 15 to 1 uh, that was exclusively boosted by SpreadX. And yeah, very disappointing. Uh, as I said, we'll touch on that later on in the show. But a full slate, a Premier League, EFL and EFL Cup final fixtures to bring you this week. So plenty of opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to go through, as ever, each one of the leagues one by one, picking out our betting highlights from all of them. Uh, then we'll wrap it up in some bomb-proof travels for this week at the end of the show. Uh, all the odds we read out today are going to be taken from the SpreadX website. You can go to spreadx.com forward slash FBP and bag yourself an exclusive bet 25, get 25 free bet offer. Uh, right, let's start then in the Prem. Friday night, Arsenal against Everton. Arsenal 21-10, to 10, the draw 5-2. to 2. And Everton, 11-4. to four. Anything you fancy here? Both of these sides pretty untrustworthy, to be honest, in my opinion. Yeah, exa- exactly the same. Yeah, I, I was going to give you a short answer of no. And then you said they were both untrustworthy. And now I have to let you know that I agree with you. Um, yeah, there's so much, so much more potential, even in the Premier League, which typically... Uh, isn't great for betting as as it is entertainment. But yeah, uh, plenty of stuff going on. Right, Liverpool, Newcastle then. Let's skip to Saturday. This is the 12.30. Liverpool 1-4. The draw 5-1 and Newcastle big at 11-1. I'd expect Liverpool to win, but I won't be touching it at 1-4. don't know about you. No, uh, I am going to be shooting down the barrel of both teams to score. Spreadix have its price to evens. Uh, on the face of it, uh, you would look at this game and, you know, we've kind of been trained over the years to expect no goals from Newcastle. And, you know, that is still pretty relevant. Uh, but they have found the scoring touch recently. They've scored at least two in the last three games uh, in a row. Um, that was after the pelters they got in their loss to Brighton. If you remember, they lost 3-0. Uh, they mm-hmm. followed that up uh, with some good performances, to be honest. And Liverpool are turning the corner. I've said it before, you know, this poor form at Anfield is not going to continue. The, they're way too good. Klopp is way too good uh, for them for this to be, you know, a, a permanent thing. But they do have a bad record at Anfield in 2021. Still in the Premier League, Villa, Fulham, Brighton and Burnley have all scored at Anfield in a run of six games in a row without a clean sheet. So... Yeah, uh, all stats look like, you know, possibly a, a Liverpool 2-3-1. Yeah, OK, uh, agree with that one. Up next then, we've got West Ham-Chelsea. This is the 5.30 kickoff. 
Um, it's a derby. Do you reckon that will affect the outcome? West Ham are really big, seven to two. The draws fourteen to five, and Chelsea three to four odds on favourites. And that's despite the fact that West Ham, in their really good season, currently in fifth on fifty-five points. Chelsea in fourth, also on fifty-five points. So lots to play for in this game. Yes, I don't think the fact that it's a derby is going to play too much into the hands of this game. I mean, I don't mean to be negative, but without the fans, you know, derbies are pretty much nothing. You know, there's not many local lads, you know, on either side. The management team, the coaching staff, you know, the backroom team and, you know, mm. people around the club, etc. Sure, but without the fans, I don't think it matters too much. I'm siding with Chelsea. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I am. Chelsea price at three to four. Just think, West Ham, you know, under the radar, defensively um, poor, and it's unsustainable. West Ham have conceded three against Arsenal, two against Wolves, and two against Leicester, and three against Newcastle in the last four games. The seven points gained, but it's it's just not sustainable. That you can't be winning, you know, three to. 4-2, whatever the uh, scores have been, um, you know, forever. Eventually, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bite you on the bum. And, you know, Leicester are probably the closest in terms of quality to Chelsea that they've played in that run that I just mentioned. And it's a step up and they're a lot more defensively sound than the other teams. Uh, and they're a lot better going forward as well. So, yeah, West Ham unsustainable at the moment. 3-4 uh, to four for me for Chelsea. Okay. Okay. <sighs> I'm I'm torn in this one to be honest. Um, West Ham do have a pretty decent record at home against Chelsea. Uh, they've only lost one of their last five meetings, but it's not too bad. I'm probably going to go down the angle of goals here. I think over two point five is evens, and I'm thinking that mainly because of the kind of West Ham stats that you've read out. And I appreciate that Chelsea generally are a lot more solid, and we typically associate Chelsea games with being under 2.5, but if West Ham are going to be leaky, they're going to have to attack and, and get goals at the other end. Um, seven of the last nine West Ham games have been over 2.5 goals as well. So evens could be a decent price if it's one of, if it's a more attacking derby than perhaps people expect it, it might be. Yep, agreed. Last up then on Saturday is Sheffield United against Brighton. Sheffield United price at seventeen to four. The draw five to two, and Brighton three to four. I just think Brighton three to four is probably the way to go for me, just purely based on how bad Sheffield United are. Relegation confirmed, six consecutive losses. It makes for really poor reading. It just it's just the end of a really poor season for them. The only kind of slight doubt I have in my mind is that. Now relegation's confirmed. Will they play complete without pressure and, you know, just really go for it and spring a surprise? I, but I don't know. I, my head just says go for Brighton. Much better team. I don't think they'll batter Sheffield United, but I think they they should definitely get a win. Yeah. I mean, as, as we stand right now in terms of points per game and averaging uh, Sheffield United's haul, over the season so far and replicating that for the remaining games, they're officially going to be the second worst Premier League side in history uh, behind Derby County and Sandwich, uh, just behind Sunderland, who got 19 points. So, yeah, Tom, it's absolutely 100% justified 
to keep going at Sheffield United. They are absolutely woeful at this level. Um, Brighton, three clean sheets in the last four games. We all know about the kind of XG champions that have been dubbed unofficially. Um, you know that they, they should win this, but I think it will be slender. Uh, I've got a few extras here for the profit chasers. I'm with you on the three to four. Brighton on the nose. Brighton and under 2.5 is a tasty 11 to 5. And Brighton and both teams to score no is something I like as well. That's 6 to 4. And remember, Brighton notoriously cannot put teams, you know, 2, 3, 4 uh, away, despite what the XG says. And Sheffield United, you're looking at the, you know, possibly the second worst Premier League side in history. So I think there's some value there. Let's look at Sunday's games then. Wolves against Burnley. Anything that you like here? Because for me, I feel like I say this every week about Wolves when they're involved. I'm just happy to skip right by it because I don't fancy anything. No, don't fancy anything with them. No. Leeds Man U then. Um, that should be more interesting. Three to one for Leeds. Three to one for the draw. And four to five for Manchester United. Um, we've seen Leeds recently topple Manchester City. Um, we've seen Leeds draw with Liverpool. Can they cap off this nice little run they're having with something against Manchester United? Uh, possibly. I think they'll get a goal. <laughs> uh, the tip I'm going to read out is both teams to score, which is 8-15. Four of the last five league Leeds games have been both teams to score, uh, including games against Liverpool and City. So mixing it with the big boys. Uh, Man United, three of their last five games, both teams to score against, and that's been against Burnley, Brighton and Spurs. So obviously Burnley and Brighton, big outsiders and Spurs, this is Spurs under Mourinho, you know, uh, you know in that kind of tailspin um, towards the end of his tenure. So they can definitely be got at. United are beaten on the road all season in the Premier League, which I think has gone massively under the radar. They deserve all kinds of credit for that kind of statistic. Uh, I think, mm. I think um, you know, it's not rocket science. They're nine points clear of Leicester. Uh, Leicester currently playing as we record the pod, but I think they're comfortably the second best team in the league, I think, um, yeah. for me anyway. So I'm not sure in terms of a Leeds persuasion if I'd fancy much more than them to, to score. However... I did say that when they played Man City. Yeah. <laughs> um, something that may be of interest to people, it's a good price. Manchester United to win from behind. You know, we're talking about both of these teams scoring. Leeds absolutely have the potential. They might start fast, get a goal. We've seen typically Manchester United start slowly in games. So 15-2 to two for Manchester United to win from behind. Um, United, with their great away record, as you've read out, they're, they're the um, number one ranked team in the league for points won from losing positions. Uh, they've won 25 points from losing positions this season. So it goes to show how they've typically got off to a sluggish start and then really clicked into gear as the game's gone on and, and turned it around. So good price uh, with a bit of form to back that up. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right, finally on Sunday then, we've got Villa against West Brom. You can get Aston Villa 
priced at 17 to 20, the draw priced at 13 to 5, and West Brom priced at 3 to 1. Uh, again, West Midlands Derby, anything that you like the look of here? No. <clears throat> no. What about you? I think this one depends. I'm going to say it depends because uh, uh, actually no. <laughs> I was going to say it de- I was going to say it depends based on the result of the Leicester West Brom game, um, which is going on as we record, like you mentioned. Just seeing the score, it's two 0 to Leicester after 25 minutes. <laughs> My trail of thought was going to be if West Brom were going to get a result from the Leicester game, they could potentially go on and get something at least from this game, but. Um, yeah, 2 0 down after 25 minutes. I think we can write that one off and just leave this one alone. Yeah, I think they've definitely got um, a chance, West Brom, um, of getting something out of the Villa game. But yeah, no, I'm not 100% sure. So I think it's best to, to leave it behind. Finally, then, uh, the last games on Monday Leicester against Crystal Palace. Leicester priced at 2 to 5, the draw 10 to 3, and Palace 13 to 2. Um, as we just mentioned, Leicester currently beating West Brom 2-0. That puts them four points within the Champions League spots. Obviously, they've got everything to play for. Crystal Palace sat in 13th, very much, as we'd say, on the beach. Um, I'd go for Leicester, but 2-5, to five, I, wouldn't be, I don't think I'd be going for it. Yeah, totally with you. Right, next then, let's look at the EFL Cup. So Man City against Spurs. Man City are priced at 40 to 85 for the win, so just under 1 to 2. Uh, the draws 3 to 1 and Spurs to win their first trophy in a while. Big outsiders 5 to 1. Um personally, I think Man City should definitely win this one. Uh, 40 to 85 is a, a touch on the short side for me. I also think that the sacking of Mourinho Whilst I appreciate that maybe there's a bad environment around the club under his management and uh, with him not there, it could potentially reinvigorate the players a bit more. But Mourinho is classically extremely good in one-off games and has a very good cup final record. So I think potentially Tottenham could be worse off for not having him in the dugout this this weekend. don't know what you think to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You've exactly... uh well, kind of took the, the note away from my sheet in a, in a different manner. Um, yeah, I've put that, you know, it's a one-off game and Man City could not turn up freakishly and Tottenham could turn up or Tottenham could have the game of their lives. You know, the players do control a lot of it, but ultimately you're looking at Pep Guardiola versus Ryan Mason and mm. it's just the, the gap between them and it's nothing to do with Ryan Mason's ability or anything I don't know the first thing about him as a coach but what I do know is he's not as established and experienced and you know doesn't have the the same kind of uh track record as Guardiola has and yeah I'm with you Tom uh you know could they have waited a little bit longer they're outsiders for this game anyway so having Mourinho in even if they lost you know they they lost to you know comfortably the best team in the country I'm Hmm. completely with you mate uh, the the turnaround um, of the Tottenham Southampton game will give them confidence, but I think uh, obviously the the difference at the moment we've spoke Tom about how bad Southampton have been, um, God for what two thirds of the season now. Southampton yeah. and Man City couldn't be any further apart. This is a mammoth test. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to make things potentially more difficult for Spurs as well, it seems pretty touch and go whether Harry Kane will play. Um, I think for me, no Kane, no chance. Um, Ryan Mason said the other, the other day they're treating it day by day and uh, they're not sure yet is uh, his response to whether Kane is going to be fit for the game at the week. So I think even if Kane does play, you know he's not going to be 100% here, is he? Um, yeah, so for me, Man City to win this one. Yep. So in that case then, that wraps up the Premier League and the EFL Cup. Let's just take a moment to talk about our good friends at SpreadX. Yeah, so we're really grateful for the opportunity to partner with a company like SpreadX and they really are the market leaders in spread betting. If you don't know what spread betting is, it's essentially a more volatile way of backing your opinions. So, for example, uh, you can win more than you would traditionally on a fixed odds bet, but it's really important to know that you could also lose more than your original stake, where you cannot do in a fixed odds bet. It's really exciting time to delve into spread betting at the moment with the run-in. Uh, there's some really exciting markets available. If you're not into spread betting or you're unsure, that's absolutely fine. You can always send us a DM or go on SpreadX's YouTube channel. They've got some really great um, explainer videos there. Uh, but we typically use their fixed odds service and they can become your everyday bookmaker. Uh, as Tom said, all the prices that we read out are courtesy of their fixed odds service. And if you wanted to open a new account, Bet £25 on a single more than one to two by following the sign-up website, www.spreadx.com slash FBP. You will get five £5 free bets in return. Uh, the terms and conditions apply. It is for over 18s only. And please gamble responsibly. Absolutely. So kind of think of SpreadX like there's two halves to it. You've got the spread betting half. And, and then the standard fixed odds side, which you get on any bookie. Um, so whether you're not interested in spread betting, that doesn't matter what one jot. You can just use SpreadX for your normal fixed odds betting like you would any other bookmaker, be it football, horse racing, tennis, golf, greyhounds, whatever you like to bet on. It's all there uh, and well worth checking out. Championship. Yeah, championship. So um, do you want to get us kicked off with one you'd like to look off? Yeah, um, I mean, it's an early kickoff. Uh, yeah, there's a shortage of breath around the world as everyone takes a sharp intake. Uh, Bournemouth uh, are the team I'm backing. They're 11-8, to eight, uh, home to Brentford. Bournemouth are in irresistible form, Tom. Absolutely irresistible. Mm. Seven league wins in a row. It's the best we've seen them all season. Uh, Dan Juma is genuinely taking the piss at the moment. <laughs> he's, he honestly is. He, he's showing that he is way, way, way too good um, for this level. And they're playing against a Brentford, Brentford side that's stuttering, Tom. Six draws in seven. Uh, the anomaly being that 5-0 win against Preston a few games back. But, Tom, those draws have been against Derby, Forest, Huddersfield. Cardiff, Millwall and Birmingham. I mean, the step up from those teams and even Preston to the way Bournemouth are playing right now is next level. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, we've seen this before, haven't we, with Brentford? They fizzled out towards the end of last season. Thomas Frank's got a massive job on to get this club over the line because it is all geared up for the Premier League. But 11-8 to eight for the Cherries, I can't resist picking them. You like that pun? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, Jeff. Right. No, I agree. And this, you know, this could well be a playoff tie in a few weeks' time. Um, yeah. And the way it's going, out of the teams that are in the playoffs, Bournemouth are the one team that are, that are banging form, hitting form at the right time, and you know, be brave to get a bet against them and winning those playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the playoffs, then let's look at Barnsley against Rotherham. I'm sick to death of Rotherham. I've had I'm sick to the back teeth of them. You know, I <laughs> considering we support Forest, probably you know pretty well known on the podcast amongst our listeners. Derby are really struggling this season. We we as Forest fans would like to see Derby go down. Of course, the main team who is who is capable of sending Derby down is Rotherham, and they keep blowing it. Week after week after week, they have three games in hand on Derby. Uh, that's now two. But they just keep losing. Uh, and I can't see how, you know, the form that Rotherham are in, when they need to be getting results, um, you know, they lost the last three games in a row, scoring just one goal, one win in the last seven. I can't see them going away to Barnsley, who are in the playoffs in sixth position, um, in decent form. Not great, but decent. And getting a result. So four to six for Barnsley. I just think this is going more less on how good Barnsley are at the moment, but more on how bad Rotherham are. Yeah. No, I'm totally with you, Tom. And you know, even putting the kind of Forest Allegiance aside, like Rotherham have had winnable games. They've had winnable yeah. games. Their games in hand have not been Bournemouth away, Norwich at home. You know, they've they've had Middlesbrough, Birmingham, Coventry, QPR, Huddersfield, Wickham, Millwall, Bristol City. Like, this is all their last kind of seven games or so. So, yeah, my sympathy, you know, obviously you've got the COVID side of things. That, whether you like it or not, has to be taken into consideration. But so does the fact that they've just been terrible and they just mm-hmm. they haven't been good enough. They haven't been good enough. This... They're in a great position. Derby are in absolute free fall. And that's what you want when you're chasing someone, isn't it? You want someone to be completely useless. And Derby are doing the, their best to get relegated, but Rotherham are just <laughs> defiantly worse. And it's uh, it must be eating the Millers fans up. And yeah, um, yeah, DK, another goal for Barnsley in midweek. This time an overhead kick. Barnsley are irresistible, 4-6. Absolutely. Um, anything else you like from the champ? Yeah, a uh, couple more tips for me. Coventry uh, at mm-hmm. home to Preston. They are thirteen to ten. I think they're pretty much safe. Um, they yeah. have had a great season. They've rallied. Tom, this is what I'm saying. Obviously, I know not every team can do this. Not every team can win every week. But you know, the the fact of the matter is. Coventry were in a similar position to Derby and Coventry have rallied. And now as I look at the league table, they're in 15th. They're above Bristol City, Blackburn, Forest, Birmingham, Huddersfield, etc. Uh, they've had a really good end to the season. 
Um, they've scored in five games in a row. They've scored at least one, sorry, in five games in a row. Uh, they've got the 10th best, inverted commas, home record. Uh, they've only lost five of 21 at St. Andrews. And they're playing against Preston, who have absolutely nosedived since sacking Alex Neal. 22nd in the form table over the last 10 games. No goals scored in three of the last five. Uh, I mentioned that Tonkin from Brentford as well. Yeah, Coventry, 13-10 to 10 all day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> we spoke about how free-fallish Derby are. They come up against the Birmingham side, who are in, you know, generally really good form since Lee Bowie has come in charge. Uh, since he has taken over, they've won four, drawn two, and lost one of his um, seven games in charge. They go away to Derby, who have lost four on the bounce. And I'm going to go for Birmingham on the double chance. I don't feel strongly enough, considering everything that's at stake for Derby right now, uh, I don't feel strongly enough to go for Birmingham on the nose. But I think double chance, Birmingham will draw. Could definitely be one to keep an eye on. Um, two teams in contrast in form. 8 to 15 is the price. I think you should get at least a draw here for Birmingham. Yeah, definitely. Um, as I mentioned, don't want to keep banging on about it, but being Forest fans, you know, I, I watched 90 minutes of Birmingham in midweek. I wish I could get it back, but uh, they were pretty decent and yeah, they're definitely much improved under Bowyer. Um, Tom, do you want my sensible one or do you want my outsider? Give me the outsider. It's Wickham Wanderers. Ooh. Uh, yeah, Wickham, 17-4 to four on the road, uh, away to Cardiff. Uh, the Big Mick energy has dried up, I think it's fair to say. Um, Big Mick energy. <laughs> I could I could just, I could imagine T-shirts and merchandise with his face on it and Big Mick energy as a slogan. Absolutely. You know, if they got promoted this year, Big Mick energy... T-shirts will be worn all over Wales. Well, apart from Swansea. But yeah, um, Cardiff, Tom, no wins in five. No wins in four at home. Uh, recently at home, they've lost 1-0 to Forest and 5-0 to Sheffield Wednesday. Um, Wickham are showing signs that they're going to take it to the wire. And that's all I'm going to say. They're still bottom, you know, but if, you know, it, you have to be brave, a brave man or woman to predict that Wickham are going to stay up. But, you know, taking it to the wire, considering how their season's gone and their expectations, is an achievement in itself. They've got everything to play for. They're a team of fighters. The management, the manager is a fighter as well. Um, big, strong rumours that he's off to Preston in the summer. So he's going to want to go out and give it it all. Give it his all, sorry. I don't know if he knows any other way. And... Yeah, they're priced at 17-4 against a team that's fallen away from the playoff picture with nothing to play for, feeling sorry for himself. So, why not? Yeah. Don't, doesn't it just frustrate you a little bit when you see Wickham's recent record? You know, in the last eight games, they've, they've won four, drawn two and lost two, which is really good form. And it just frustrates me a little bit. think, why are you leaving it this late? Why could you not have pulled a little bit of this out? You know, in the last few months, <laughs> why now? Because yeah. you know, I'd have I'd have loved to see Wickham stay up, which 
they still mathematically could, but it's unlikely. But yeah, it's it, especially as a fan, maybe it's a little bit frustrating. Yeah, they've got a better record than Norwich over the last six games. Wickham. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, one more for me. It's Watford's time, I think, this weekend on a really good run of form. One to two at home to Millwall. And for me, this is the weekend they seal their their immediate return back to the Premier League. Um, on a really good run of form in general, but at home especially, they've won the last seven games in a row. They've won the last five games to nil. So I don't think there's probably a tougher place to go right now than Vicarage Road. Um, so considering the form they're on, again, beating Norwich in midweek, 1-0 away. I know Norwich have got promoted, so they're probably... probably hung over from getting pissed the night before but um you know still went there and won so for me yeah win this game get promoted uh job done yeah chase down that uh championship title uh i've got i had the same thing tom that was the more kind of uh well the shorter price bet that i was alluding to the only thing i've got as an extension is watford and mill watford Millwall under 2.5 is 8 to 11. So I like to okay. look at that as well. Cool. Right then, let's take a look at League One then. Um, anything you like straight away? Saturday, early kickoff. Oh, Clancy. here he goes again. <laughs> <laughs> More intakes of breath. And this one's going to be, this one is going to be hard to sell to the profit chasers. But Portsmouth, uh, their price at 1 to 2. They are at home to Bristol Rovers. Pompey have been poor recently, no hiding, uh, no wins in four, including three defeats. But when you're in bad form and when you're in the kind of, when you're in the playoff picture, you know, and you need some momentum, you want a team like Bristol Rovers at home. Bristol Rovers, no wins in 13 away games and one win in their last 10. Uh, home and away combined. They're all but relegated. They are bottom of the league. Yeah, Joey Barton will say that there's still a chance, but realistically they're nine off with nine to go. It's it's going to need to be probably the biggest miracle in football history for them to survive. And I'm banking on the fact that if this game is played, you know, 10 times, Portsmouth win it nine. Uh, one to two, they've got a better manager, Better team, better players. They're at home. They've got something to fight for. They're not on their knees. Yeah, um, forget the the poor form. One to two, they should get the job done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you might have a little bit of doubt if Bristol Rovers had shown anything, any kind of fight. And I think what will probably annoy Bristol Rovers fans the most is that they've shown no fight to stay up in this division whatsoever. They lost seven of the last nine games, winning just one. Uh, it's been so poor. And considering they've played teams like Plymouth, who have nothing to play for, Swindon at the bottom of the league, Ipswich, Doncaster, Northampton, it's yeah, not been winning. It's it's really poor, really poor. So no, I agree. You know, we can't every week. We can't just back teams that have won six in a row because those runs end, and you just have to get in the mindset of. Also, bad runs end for good teams. And, you know, Portsmouth are a good team. They're in eighth. You know, they're well in with the in the playoff picture. So, 
yeah, I think it ends this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's look at Blackpool then. Blackpool have got a decent game this weekend. They're at home to Shrewsbury and they're priced at 8-13 to to get the win. Uh, Blackpool lost for the first time in a while last weekend away at Rochdale. Um, at home though, unbeaten in the last five, winning three, uh, keeping the last couple of in the last couple of games, keeping clean sheets. They've had some really impressive results at home as well. They've beaten Sunderland recently. They've beaten Peterborough. They've put four past Gillingham. So at home at Bloomfield Road, very strong. I expect they're going to have too much to beat a Shrewsbury side who are just about safe from relegation. They'll be fine. But they lost the last three games in a row, uh, winning once in the last seven, very much playing like a team who are who are on the beach. Um, they're losing to Wigan, Doncaster, who are in shocking form. They've lost to Northampton, uh, Druid Gillingham. Yeah, I, I think this should be a pretty routine win for Blackpool. Yep, I'm happy to take Blackpool this weekend. I'm also happy to take Oxford. Despite losing to Wimbledon, they are back in the playoff hunt. They are seventh. Uh, they've played a couple more games than everyone else, but you know, all they can do is is go out and try and uh, do their business and hope that you know teams fall away. Uh, but they've scored fourteen in four games. Uh, we've been here before with Oxford; they are naturally inconsistent, so you have to uh, beware. But they're at home this weekend against a Plymouth side that are in the tailspins of tailspins. I don't know. Regular listeners will remember. I uh, quoted Ryan Lowe a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they lost a game and he was talking about players' futures at the club. If they wanted to be around, it wasn't acceptable. Worst attacking display that they've ever uh, had under his management. Well, I wonder how he felt in midweek when they lost 6-0 at home to Charlton. Um, they've now conceded 13 in four games. This just looks like a classic team in the in ascendancy against... I don't. I'm not in the Plymouth dressing room. I'm not, but God knows how they're feeling right now. Lowe is digging them out in the press constantly. It, you know, you can only assume that there's a divide between management and players at the moment, and I just think the Kassam is not where you want to be heading at three o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it's a weird one for me. I think I said it when you mentioned the Ryan Lowe comment at the time. Anyway. You know, for Plymouth, as a newly promoted side, surely number one priority is to stay in the division and then start to establish yourself. And they've they've stayed in the division and they've they've never at one point have they really been looking over their shoulder at the relegation zone. So they should be happy with a good season's work, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm all for I'm all for having like Arteta has values and principles and standards etc and if you don't meet them then forget it i'm all for that but also yeah yeah he has to remember that yeah plymouth are newly promoted and their budget is decent but it's not a top you know top half budget etc so yeah bit of perspective yep absolutely so uh up next then i'm going to go for afc wimbledon uh, they're nicely priced this weekend that's 15 to 8 so just under 2 to 1 uh, to get a win away at Ipswich. Wimbledon, really good form. You know, they've 
pretty much uh, escaped the clutches of relegation once again. They've had four consecutive wins and they're really hitting some good form. They've scored five, three, four and two in the last four games, winning all of them. Ipswich, on the other hand, complete polar opposite. Can't score for Toffee. Uh, six games in the last seven, they have failed to score. They've got just one win in the last nine. Uh, I think when Paul Cook came in, people were optimistic. I think I even said it on the, on the show that it could be the catalyst they needed for a little late season promotion playoff push. But it's gone completely as it did under the former management. Um, very inconsistent, generally very poor. And I think considering this is an Ipswich side who lost a few games ago to Wimbledon 3-0, Considering the form bearing and the form Wimbledon are in, I can see a repeat of that. Maybe not three 0 but I think I think Wimbledon can definitely win. Yeah, mate, I have Wimbledon down. You're you're spot on with Paul Cook. Um, I, th- I think I don't know if it's just because I like Paul Cook. Uh, I don't know if I'm biased, but I'm thinking, you know, if if Lambert couldn't get a tune out of him and, you know, he definitely overstayed his welcome. But now Paul Cook's come in, he can't get a tune out of him. Maybe it's not the management. Mm. Maybe it's the players. Yeah, maybe. Sometimes fans don't like hearing that. Um, But yeah, maybe it's the players. You know, as you said, Tom, three points from five games, no goals in those five games, all three points, nil-nils. I mean, you you kid, you got to be kidding me, aren't you? That's <laughs> bloody insane. That's so bad. It's not good enough. It's so bad. Um, and yeah, Wimbledon looks like they're going to do it again, Tom. Every yep. season, I think they're going to go, and every season they don't. So, fair play to them. Um, Absolutely. League One, Tom. I am. I'm all done. I don't know if you got anything else up that sleeve of yours, but I'm all done. No, let's leave it there. Let's leave it there. League Two. Uh, League Two is a decent league this week. I think out of all the leagues that we've covered, League Two is probably where the strongest opportunity is for me. Okay. Well, take it away, mate. Uh, Hopefully you don't take any of mine because, yeah, I'm really bullish about... uh, I've got three tips that I'm really excited for. Okay. Well, Cambridge look a good one to me. Home to Stevenage. Cambridge are priced at 19 to 20, the top of the league. And I think at this stage of the season, to get top of the league at just under evens at home against a team like Stevenage, who are in 16th, absolutely nothing to play for. They've lost the last three games in a row, one win in the last five. I think it's an excellent price. You know, Cambridge just need. Just looking at the league table now, um, Cambridge could get promoted automatically this weekend. If they win this game and Morecambe lose their game, uh, which I think is against Bolton, actually, which that's a massive game. Mm. So, you know, Cambridge have an excellent opportunity of, of securing automatic promotion this weekend. I think they'd win anyway, but with that extra carrot dangling down against the Stevenage side who are in shocking form, I think it's a great price. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, mate. Um, again, I mean, I feel like someone just needs to give me a, a bit of a slap because I just I haven't fancied Cambridge uh, like I normally fancy 
um, promotion chasing teams anywhere near as much as I feel like I should um, this season. But I, I don't know. You got to give them credit. They could they could get promoted this weekend. So clearly they're a good side. And uh, yeah, no, I'll be I'll be backing them. You've just got to look at the league table, haven't you? And the yeah. top four, 77 points, 75 points, 73 points, 72 points, fifth place, 69 points. It's it's very tightly bunched, isn't it? Nobody has been far and away better than everybody else this season. Yeah, in yeah it's, it's been one of the most open divisions I can remember for a while. Yeah, um, definitely. And yeah, it's, it's been pretty... Hard to grasp, I, I feel like, up until the last little bit, Tom, um, for anyone in the business of predicting, be that for gambling reasons or you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I'm going to look at Port Vale. Port Vale, again, another team kind of like Bournemouth that are just in absolutely irresistible form. Um, Daryl Clark, uh, the at Vale has won seven of his last eight. They're top of the form table over the last 10 games and the last six games. So it's it's all pretty rosy at Vale. Robbie Williams must be absolutely delighted. Um, it's catapulted <laughs> them up to the dizzy heights of 14th, which I think is why we're getting five to four still um against Bradford who are uh, actually above them in the league they are 13th but Bradford's poor uh, poor form it's kind of continuing uh, no wins well one win in the last five three defeats on the spin um did you see the Danny Rowe news I didn't know no very okay very very uh confusing News, I think it's fair to say. Danny Rowe, a striker that they signed in um, January, has been sold to Chesterfield in the Vanarama League. So this guy uh, from 2020 has gone from AFC Fylde to Oldham to Bradford to Chesterfield in consecutive transfer windows. <laughs> and, and the Bradford fans are a little bit confused. Uh, I think... There's a little bit of churn and kind of the camp's been disrupted a little bit there as well for Bradford. So I think that only enhances uh, Port Vale's uh, chances this weekend. Five to four. I think that's one of the stronger ones this weekend. Yeah, completely agree. And just another couple of things on that. Five clean sheets in a row for Port Vale. And did you know the seven wins they've had in the last eight games that you mentioned? In every single game, they've been above evens. Uh, four of those occasions, they've been just under two to one to win as well. So if you were putting a bit of money on Port Vale to win in the last eight games, you would be well in the money by now. Well yeah, in the money. Because they've been a fantastic price. And again, we're seeing it this weekend. They're above evens in a game which they should win. Yep. What have we been doing? What have we been doing, Tom, as a show? We should that we should just start the show and say, right, tip this week is Port Vale. Have a good weekend. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think everyone would have been happy. But no, seriously, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think it's a, a good tip this weekend. Absolutely. Another one which, uh, top of the league, Cheltenham against Colchester. Cheltenham price at four to seven for the win. 
Um, I actually think Cambridge is a stronger tip than this, but I do think Cheltenham should win. Uh, they're in second place. They're two points behind Cambridge. They do have a game in hand, though, so if they won that game in hand, they can go to, they can go top of this division. Colchester have got the worst away record in the division. They've won just one game all season from their 21 away games. They're really, really poor travellers. Um, they have won a couple of games recently, which has seen them pretty much secure safety. And that's the reason why I feel strongly about Cheltenham winning this one as well. Um, so not only did Colchester have poor away form, but they've won enough games recently that they're now nine points away from the relegation zone with a vastly, vastly better goal difference than Southend and Grimsby. Um, so I, I fully expect that Colchester will be safe once again. Uh, but yeah, I think Cheltenham should win this one. Yes. Yes. I um, I think, Tom, I've got Tom P syndrome because I think when when you get stung by a team, you, you can't look at them. I can't no, I can't. the following week. And I think mm. that's how I feel because I should be back in Cheltenham. I know I should because I tipped them to win the league. We did at the start of the season and playing against Colchester, a team I've hated all season. But they screwed me over on the weekend and I just I just can't go near them. I just, I just hate them now. I hate I them before. I get it. But, I get it. Yeah, a little bit of a warning sign. Uh, very, very appreciative of SpreadX's uh, partnership and sponsorship of the pod. Wish they would give me a better price on Salford under 2.5. 4 to 7, SpreadX. Come on, what are you doing to me? But I do understand 11 of the last 12 for Salford have been under 2.5. They got the best defence in the league by three goals. They're home to Mansfield. Mansfield, one in seven over 2.5. So six of seven under 2.5. Two of 10 have gone over. So two very goal shy and very tight. You know, we go out not to lose kind of attitudes, especially with Mansfield. Uh, Mansfield, you know, we mentioned Tom last week, Nigel Clough, under the radar, slipped Mansfield down. I think they were 20th at one stage or something like that. 20, yeah, I think 20th. Yeah, yeah, 20th, yeah. Um, up to 18th now. Salford, obviously, in the playoff race, three points off a of promotion spot. So uh, you imagine they're going to go for it a little bit more. But the point is, even if they go for it, the stats add up that they just don't have the firepower um so i'm really boyish about the under 2.5 i did tom i don't know if you remember mate but a couple of weeks ago i had this on a winning bet i had salford grimsby under 2.5 that was 1-1 and i won that treble so um good form and a good omen yeah, I do remember. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with that one. Hopefully that one can can come in again. Um, Oldham as well, Tom. I think this weekend is a good bet there at home to Grimsby. Are we closing the curtain on Grimsby now? Yep. Yeah, Close it. Nine, nine points, four left to play for the Mariners. I think we can kiss them goodbye. Uh, yeah, away at Oldham. 
Uh, Oldham are the top scorers, 70 and 43, and they have the worst defence. Yes, worse than Grimsby, 72 in 43. It's an average of 3.3 goals a game. Uh, Oldham also in good form, getting results as well as just you know being entertaining. They've won three of the last five. Uh, so yeah, Oldham on the nose, five to four. And if you want to go a bit further, Oldham and over 2.5, something I like. Five to two. I'd go a bit further than that. <laughs> Oldham to score over two point five goals, four to one. Okay, yeah, mate, and I'm that, all in. And that is because one, Grimsby, they've Grimsby got to win this game if they want to have any chance of survival, and that is going to leave gaps and leave them exposed to Oldham's attack, which, as you've read out, best in the league, top scorers. And recently, Oldham have been on all firing on all cylinders. Uh, scored four goals, five goals, three goals, and three goals in the last four consecutive games. So for them to score at least three again, four to one is the price. I think it's fantastic. I'm just thinking, this is the same dressing room that had an intra-squad headbutt. How are they going to cope, knowing that they are pretty much done? Like, are they going to come out? You know, for the manager, for the fans, for this, for that, you know, pride. I don't think so. I think they're going to come out and just get absolutely smashed. That's it, though, from me. Any more from you or shall we wrap it up there and go through Bomberish Trebles? Um, so if you're new to the show, uh, we're going to recap last week's Bomberish Trebles before reading out new ones for this week. Um, so we'll put together all of our stats, knowledge, research, whatever you want to call it, into some trebles that will be back in with £10 stakes. Uh, we only want you to bet what you can afford to lose. I repeat, only bet what you can afford to lose. If you can only afford to put a quid on, put a quid on. It's absolutely fine. So please gamble responsibly. Hopefully we can all get on the same bet regardless of the stake. Basha bookies. So, uh, Tom, you want to go first with your... Yours from last week? Yeah, so mine was a pretty mixed bag, to be honest, last week. So I had Wigan, who won against Crewe 2-0. I had Swansea, who drew 2-2 against Wickham. And then finally Stevenage, but they lost 1-0 at home to Mansfield. Yeah, disappointing. Um, my Mine was closer, but ultimately the same outcome. It was a 15-1, to so it was a, it was a nice one. I had Oxford at home to Gillingham. They were 2-0 down, but they did win 3-2. Uh, I had Wimbledon at home to Swindon. That was comfortable. They won 4-1. And then, you know, knowing Warsaw were bad, I had them away at Colchester because I thought Colchester were just even worse. And Colchester bit me on the bum and won 2-1 and laughed in my face. So we move on. Um I don't want to give anything away, Tom, but you're out for podcast revenge, aren't you, this weekend? I am. I am. So hopefully we can get a winner between us. So all of our trebles that we're going to read out on the show today are boosted on SpreadX exclusively. So we'll read out the, the non-boosted price for everybody and also the boosted price. So uh, best price will be at SpreadX. So I'll go first then. Shall I start off with Blackpool? Uh, Blackpool at home to Shrewsbury, their price at 8-13, then dropping into League 2, 
Cambridge against Stevenage. We're going to go for Cambridge at 19 to 20. And finally, Cheltenham at home to Colchester. This is the revenge pick. Cheltenham to win at home. Four to seven is the price. And a treble, £10 example stake, pays 49.50 back, unboosted. But you can get that boosted with spread X at 11 to 2. So £10 example stake on that boosted price would pay 65. Lovely stuff. Hoping you win every week, but hoping you win just a little bit more this week. <laughs> um, so for myself, I have got a full League 2 um, treble for you this weekend. So... So we're going to start off with Port Vale at home to Bradford. They're priced at 65. We're also going to go for Oldham. They are at home to Grimsby. They're priced at 5-4. to four. And we're going to finish it off with Salford at home to Mansfield and the game to be under 2.5 goals. That's 4-7. to seven. And it's exclusively boosted with spread X up to a sky high 8-1. to one. Nice. I do like that. I think I think we've actually got two really good troubles there. Beautiful. Fingers crossed we can bash the bookies, Tommy. Uh, social media, please give us a follow. Uh, T underscore FB podcast for Twitter. It's the best platform. It's where I put most of the content. So please head on over there. Uh, we do post the pod on Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash football betting podcast. If you want to email us with any inquiries or questions, etc footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. and if you have enjoyed the show we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast uh, and of course if you want to take advantage of that bet 25 get 25 that tom mentioned earlier on in the show go to spreadx.com forward slash fbp and you can sign up there thank you very much guys take care yeah see you next week guys